Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Chase Sexton, you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. back once again and we are getting ever closer to 2021 supercross season it's a new year welcome back to the moto x pod show brought to you by our title sponsor a cherubies usa you guys know for decades a cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly look amazing and last a cherubies has what you need so visit cherubiesusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian Fullerton, Talon Volan know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Also, X Brand Goggles back on board. Uh, the new goggle is coming. Be patient. Uh, it's been a crazy year, man. He's he. I, I promise you, Rich wants that thing out there more than you guys want it out. It's coming. Uh, also, Torque One Racing for parts like uh, grips, pegs, handlebars, and more. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com. Shock socks, All Sport Dynamics. Blood lubricant oil lines. If you're watching on YouTube, you see some products here on the table. We're going to be giving those away tonight. Also, fly racing, power band racing. If you got WP suspension, hit up power band racing. Berm Lords graphics and jersey ID on board. Doing all my graphics and jerseys. Williams Moto Works and Extreme Colors helmet painting. Uh, it's studio with me tonight. DJ, TJ, what's up? You're back in. It's like a record. It's a record. Um, I'll be gone two weeks after this one, but like we talked about yeah. with Houston coming up, we may not be able to squeeze a show in, so I nope. uh, won't maybe only miss one. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Also in studio, Scotty T, what up? What's happening? Good good of you to make it, man. Uh, yep. Going to have a Stuck fun show here. tonight. We've got Brandon Hartrat yep. from HEP Motorsports on. <clears throat> Zach Osborne's mechanic, Dave Feeney, is going to come on, talk to him about getting that outdoor national championship. Yeah. What it's going to take for Zacco to maybe uh, get a Supercross championship, or I don't think see it's going to take much. It's, it's kind of crazy just thinking about. I think Brandon was like the second show I did. I talked to him. Yeah, and it hasn't seemed like it's been that long, but his whole world has changed. So yeah, he's yeah. on four fifties on another team, and you know, yep. all this. So that'd be cool. Yeah, we're going to talk about that stuff, and then we've got Randy D. Randy D. Francesco, Ryder D.'s dad's going to come on. He uh, he grew up racing speedway bikes. Never talked to anybody that does that kind of racing. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about his racing. And I want to talk to him just about being a moto dad at that level with a kid that is expected to like to be the next guy, you know, eventually. And just all that's all the pressures. I want to talk to him about that. And then we have a blood lubricants cross rutted segment tonight. We're going to do one of those and we're going to get a listener on Oscar C also known as monkey. He's, he submitted a topic for the Blood blood Lubricants Cross-Reddit segment. I told you guys, if you give us some ideas, some topics, we pick it. We'll try to get you on. So Oscar's going to come on with us for a little bit tonight and talk about his stuff. Um, got some giveaways tonight, boys. As I said, the Blood Lubricant oil sitting here on the table. Got some Blood Lubricant Pro Series 2T Premix. Actually, no, I'm not going to do the – well, yeah, we'll do the Premix. 
We'll do the pre-mix for the two-stroke guys. I've got some blood uh, Bloodline Blood Bath Bike Wash and some Bloodline Degreaser uh, that we'll, we'll give away. All you have to do is email us, MotoXPodShow at Gmail, and tell us you want to win the Blood Lubricants Oil, and we'll pick a winner. We'll give you, we'll give you three weeks because we're going to do a show next week, as planned anyway. The week of Houston, probably no show. I'm going to be in Houston. I'm going to be going back and forth. Yep. There's just no way to squeeze it in. So the week after that, we will give that oil away. Uh, and don't forget to visit bloodlubricants.com and use promo code MOTOX. That is back for 2021. Had a couple listeners hit me up. They they bought some. They've used it. They saved a bunch of money. We're going to give away a fly T-shirt tonight. I don't know what camera's on, TJ. Hopefully they can see that. Uh, got it on camera? I'm working on it. Okay. So we have this fly t-shirt what happened was one of our winners sam from uh, a spear a spear ranch he won some casual wear well fly double shipped it oh so sam gave me this stuff back to give away so thank you to him uh but this is a fly evo t in mint heather so uh what would you call it, like a mint green yeah and it's size medium but we're going to give this thing away on youtube tonight so if you guys are watching on youtube we we have a question, but we're gonna we're gonna ask that before Dave Feeney comes on, for you guys to have a chance to win that. And I also have not here with me, but we're gonna get a Justin Bogle jersey to give away on here. JT is hooking that up, so stay tuned. I uh, haven't really decided how we're gonna give that away, but it will be this month sometime. Anyway, guys, all right, let's talk about Houston's coming up. Some news dropped yesterday, just about the TV package. Heard a whole lot of people question and making questions about it, Scotty. Some people don't like it. They're like, I heard. I actually saw somebody on Twitter today. Was like, well, I'm out if I have to switch. I, I don't really understand. It's not really a big deal. I mean, we had NBC Sports Gold. Basically, they just moved everything over to a different platform. Oh, see, I I heard that Peacock was there. I didn't realize that you cannot do the NBC Sports Gold thing now. Yeah, that's gone. It's gone. Gone. Yeah, that's due to what, what they're doing is you know NBC Sports Gold was for sports, right? I mean right. Sports Gold, right? So it's and you paid for if you want soccer, you paid for that. If you mm-hmm. wanted, yeah, whatever else they have, you paid for that. Uh, you know, and if you wanted Supercross, you paid for that. Everything's going to this new Peacock streaming right. platform, and you pay four ninety nine a month for the premium, which gets you Supercross and motocross. It's four ninety nine a month. Yeah. You get you get the series, whatever you, you you can cancel if you want, but you get the series if you pay for it. I believe with Supercross and Motocross, there's no commercials for that four ninety nine. But you also get all their shows. Like The Office is one of my all time favorite shows. Right. It was on Netflix. It's now only on Peacock. And you can watch that. You can watch movies. Ooh. Or you can pay nine ninety nine, which I did, so you get no ads in any of the programming. Okay. But basically for five bucks a month. You get Supercross, full coverage, Race Day Live. That sounds the, pretty good All the practices, to just like just like this uh, ABC Sports Gold package. Yeah, um, I I thought that I was never really a big fan of the NBC Sports Gold. I why I I I don't know. It just like it seemed like it was kind of high priced, and I didn't. It's it makes one sense. It makes sense now to get the Peacock thing to watch the live stream because now they're doing a lot of pre-recorded 
later showings. NBC, NBC Sports has done that a lot where they show it the next day yeah. or later or whatever. So I like the idea of doing that through an alternative platform. I was kind of against it. It's like, so what the NBC Sports was doing was we're not going to, sh- we're going to show it later to force you to buy our extra product. I didn't really like, I, I thought that that was kind of cheap. Like you're going to start you mean showing because they weren't showing it live. Yes. On the, on so the it made main... me want to go buy. Well, I mean, look, our sport, as we know, is small, it's niche. And if there's something that they think is more important, that's going to get precedence. That's uh, just the way it was. Yeah. We had a couple live shows on NBC and, and <clears throat> I don't know if any of the races are live on like the, the, just the network without Peacock. I have no idea. I haven't paid attention to that. I think they're saying that there's not going to be very many of them. That Probably are. not. Especially I mean, the Tuesday ones. Money for that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it doesn't. If they're doing it live on the, the stream, they could probably do it live. But it just isn't as important to them as probably some of the other programming. But like you said, you said that the sports gold package you thought was kind of expensive. If you broke that thing down, it was something like $3 per moto or something. It's really not that bad. Yeah, it, I don't think. I mean, well, and I all the races, huh? I said, that's I that's saying a, a lot, right there. I thought it was a good deal. Yeah, you paid for it, so I mean, if you thought it was good, that's. I mean, oh, I I, I don't know. Like before, we was we were getting all of them live just by having my cable subscription. Oh well, cable's going away, dude. Yeah, it's it is. I, I mean, guess adapt or die. I guess. How much do you pay for cable a month? Uh, well, we have we have Hulu Live. Oh, okay. So it's like I think it's like. 65 70 bucks a month. I got you. And there's some Jesus. there are some cable networks like Cox I think and another one that Peacock's actually included in. So if you have those people, oh, okay. It's part of it and that's that's limited. I did find out I do all my stuff from Fire Stick. Peacock okay. does not work with Fire Stick. So you have to have Roku. Roku. We have Roku. see I see I uh, have is I it Roku or Roku. I have Chromecast. I thought it was Roku. Maybe it is. I don't but know. But either way, I ordered one today. Everything's off my phone, and I cast it to my TV. Oh, yeah. So I hope that's not going to be a problem with Peacock. That'd be kind of frustrating. I don't know. Another I mean, question. Do, I know you can Dude, watch the, Ru- the Roku is like, I want to say they're like 20 bucks. Well, I mean, I have. Uh, the, well, it depends. I right? have the ca- the Google Chrome or ca- Chromecast, yes, which I have a couple of those. should There's be a- the exact. It should be the same thing. What? Like you have no volume right now on your channel. Oh, is that better? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so yeah, my, okay. my other question. But the Roku's. They're not like, like I think, at least I think, with the Fire Stick, there's just a Fire Stick. That's it. Yeah. Roku has like a base model, and they, they build yes, it up. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. So I bought the $40 one, which has a higher, um, like, HD yeah, 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 or whatever. You. So you could get one that doesn't have HD. It's a little slower, So I, I which I had to do all that research this morning. But anyway, I have one of those. But anyway, I think it's cool. My, uh, it, I, I don't think there's anything to be really all that upset about. I found a discount code where I could get it for $3 a month. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for me, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You you asked if you could share my account. Yeah, I'm what's like, your login? Sure, three bucks a month, and that that makes my bill down to like six bucks a month. Yeah. So, um, my other question is: Is are we getting the qualifying and practice coverage? Yes. Right. If we don't, that would be that. Yes, yeah, it'll be all everything that we had. We're gonna have. Okay. Now I want to touch on that for a minute. We got nine minutes before we got to get branded on. Uh, I did. Me- yeah, I mentioned the guests, right? I did. Yes. So, what do you guys? The news for – they should be making the announcement on the announcers and the Race Day Live stuff and all that good stuff. You see a lot of people that are like, oh, Ralph's got to go, right? We've been seeing that I for a couple of years. Huh? I love Ralph. I love Ralph too. Yeah. If – let's say – let's say they do decide to make a change in sometime in the near future. And Weege is out. We Just like Weege is out. 
Who who do you who do you pick? Uh, do you like let me first? Do you like Ralph? Scotty? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you both I, like I Scotty. Do, I do like or, we we I do like I've, I've made it a couple of part of my questions where we he's kind of he likes to go with the nicknames and stuff. But I think yeah. that's what makes him him. I think his little speech that he does, especially like the before the gate drop opening like the gate drops before the opening season and his like his build up that he does you know all the lights and the, yeah, you know, yeah i think that's cool i really it's kind of cheesy but it it works it, it builds it up he does good at that i mean you can't really complain about him too right. much i do i i was definitely the first round of last year when it was lee diffie for yep. the first three rounds i was like where the hell's ralph okay uh I like Lee Diffie. I don't. I, it's not that I have a, a thing against the accent or something, but I'm watching American Supercross. Scotty's prejudice. I'm not. No, I just said I wasn't. No, he's a nationalist, right? And not prejudice. It'd no, be it's just. It was like we have a we have a European guy in this booth, and then we're cutting down to an Australian chick. I mean, like. So do you not like Grant Langston and outdoors? No, I do. I do. <laughs> I just thought it was it just it just threw me off as a okay. viewer because right. I'm watching American Supercross and everybody that's telling me that it has as has an from, accent. Yes, it just threw me off. I'm All not. Right. Fair I'm, enough. I have nothing against it. Yeah, yeah. I just threw me off. Well, I'm just curious because I well, wonder. Balu in here says, "Remember how bad it was when Ralph was gone for four races." So <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like, well, yeah. they're going to be dropping the announcement in the next few days. I actually know. I know some stuff. Yeah, I can't say. But we'll we'll see how people react once the news drops. Do you think? Hold on, I'd like to say I think that he okay. um, he likes when he knows something. Yeah, I do. But then he also likes to tell people he knows something he can't say. Like he can't just know it and be okay with it. <laughs> Every time he knows something, he's like, "Well, I know That's something." That's not true because there's stuff I, I was about to. I, I was about to start prodding and asking some around the bush questions, and I figured I feel like we oh, probably get off have, air. We just make him tell been, us. There's yeah. been some stuff I haven't even talked about, but. Um, anyway, it, they'll be dropping that announcement pretty soon. I do real quick want to mention we had Daniel Blair on the last two weeks. Yeah, little things. Uh, Eagle Grit is coming back strong. There was a little bit of a lull. A lot of you know twenty two thousand twenty just business wise was hard for for some people. Quite a few businesses. Yeah, Eagle Grit <laughs> is still alive. If you guys care? It's the best hand cleaner around. I use their wipes for everything on my motorcycle. I clean my airbox out with it. I wipe the fenders down with it. I, I wipe my hands with it sometimes, and even when I'm at the track and you got to go to the porta potty, I clean the toilet seat before I sit down with them. But they have so many good products. Uh, not a sponsor of the show as of yet. I may work on that. But guys, Eagle Grit is back. It's an industry within our or a business that is owned by one of our own. You know, tries to help sponsor, helps does sponsor the Pulp Show. If you guys need any hand clean or anything. Hit up EagleGrit.com or get with me, and I'll try to get you situated. But the, the stuff's back. I'm going to try to get some to give away. So I just want to say that for – because a lot of people have been like, hey, I hadn't heard anything about Eagle Grit in a while. I've heard some people ask about it, and I just didn't – I wasn't allowed to say anything. But it's back. So More information you know. Not that it really others. ever went away. It just yeah, slowed see down. See how he thinks he's special? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's take a quick break. We will get Brandon on, and we'll, we'll get this thing rolling. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, 
They are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AcherbeesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. All right, our first guest of the night, man. I'm excited to talk to this guy. It's a uh, a little a different a different spot he's in this year coming into Supercross. Brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Whether you race motocross, supercross, sprint cars, or side by sides, Blood Lubricants has what you need. Visit bloodlubricants.com and use promo code MotoX tonight. Blood Lubricants brings us from Hep Motorsports, Mr. Brandon Hartrath. The Dawn. What's up, dude? <laughs> Man, how you guys doing? Doing good. Excited to talk to you. It's been a little while. A lot's yeah, changed been, since the uh, last time. Been for uh, probably since uh, beginning of outdoors. Last time I talked to you guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and a lot has changed, man. How how are you, you feeling? <laughs> um, definitely feeling good. Um, the definitely moved to the 450 class a lot sooner than I thought I'd be, but yep, um, I'm definitely a 450 rider, so it's been been a lot of fun to be honest and um definitely stiffer competition obviously but um definitely the 450 suits me well so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and uh most important i'm just trying to have fun you know yeah that's good um you just mentioned moving up sooner than expected but at the same time you feel like a 450 rider so what i don't know how to ask this like were you more disappointed that you didn't keep or that a 250 team didn't come chasing you or more excited that there's a new opportunity on a 450? Um, I, obviously I felt like this past year was a big learning year for me, especially being on a, the Red Bull KTM team. So yep. I figured try my best and, um, see what I could do in 2020, maybe get another deal for 2021, but obviously it didn't work out that way. So, but no, I mean, yeah, I was, looking forward to having another year in the lights class because I really felt like I could have done really, really good. But 
the circumstances and with COVID definitely screwed everything. So I'm right. obviously super thankful and happy for what the head motorsports people have done for me and taking me in. So, um, yeah, I mean, 450 is easier for me to ride, but it's, it's obviously stiffer competition, but I think in the end for the future, this is the better move. Okay. Yeah. The, I don't feel like you got your fair shake at TLD and that's, you know, nothing against TK or the team. Things happen. I mean, everything got re, I mean, it just shuffled crazy. Everything just got, yeah. I mean, everything was just flipped and turned in just a matter of a month, you know? Yeah. And I think you were one of the probably biggest surprises throughout the, the industry of guys who didn't get a ride like or didn't get a factory ride, let's say, you know, like yourself and maybe Carson Mumford, a couple guys that were like, that's like, it's crazy. But I mean, the rides yeah. are limited. Yeah, I mean, everybody says that to me. And then, um, I mean, you can't do, I mean, if you want to sit there and dwell on it, you can, but I mean, some, sometimes you just got to move forward and yep. forget about it. So, um, good attitude. I honestly, I'm, I don't know, like, I've been having a lot of fun being on this team, and I've been dwelling with, or not dwelling, I've been being getting close with Max and uh, Adam, so that's been a lot of fun. And just they're, everybody at the head team is good-hearted, so it's been, like I said, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm learning as I'm going, and obviously I'm still training my butt off to be the best I can. So um, it's just a lot different than what I expected, but in the end, I, I'm actually I'm happier and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. That's good to hear. Dustin, we had Dustin on last week, and he's great. Yeah, he's a really – I really like him. He's he's like your team, your boss, and then you hang – like we'll we'll go up to Madeira where obviously the test tracks and stuff are at. And, uh, yeah, he's just – you almost forget that he's your boss because he's just cool, you know. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so, you know, talk about kind of going from the KTM to the Suzuki. And in my, in my head, that seems like – two completely polar opposite bikes. Now, I know you're going from a 250F to a 450, so that's probably kind of changes the transition a little bit, but what has it been like going to the Suzuki? Are you are you gelling with it? Do you like it? Is it does it seem like it, it's... I know Suzuki gets kind of a bad rep, but does it does it seem yeah. like it's a good bike? Like, how, how do you feel about it? Um, It's definitely... I, I mean, it's definitely different, but the main thing that's really making it easier for me is the power is so much more responsive compared to the 250. So that's kind of what I struggled with. I feel like all my, just being on a 250 in general was I needed more power. So yeah, um, the 450 is definitely a lot heavier. It's it's just more weight going into turns. Like it's harder to stop, but it um, it handles really well and it turns turns really well and it's definitely fast enough for me. So it's it, it's different. But it turn. I almost feel like it turns easier in yep. a certain way. But the power is more responsive, so that in a way is easier for me. You know, that's that's cool to hear. Yeah, we hear a lot that we hear a lot of good things about the Suzuki, and turning is one of them. Really, when it comes down to it, like okay, obviously, Brandon, I'm not a professional Supercross rider. I think you know that. Yeah. But I mean, a 450. <laughs> I mean, the 450s are just so good out of the box. You need some good suspension, like really. Other than the not having the e start, that's really the only thing that I would probably complain about. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's different not having the the uh, electric start. Sometimes I'll so we'll do starts a lot, and obviously I'll 
set my body style up to get ready for a start, and then I go to press the electric start, and it's not there. So I'm like, <laughs> oh wait! But like, I literally set myself up to do the start, but then I gotta kick it, so it messes everything up. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. The only thing, yeah, I guess the Kickstarters. I guess in, there's something new coming out for 2022. So I, I, that. that's what I've heard. I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's been really good, especially Max and Adam are. Like, Max is really intelligent, so I like being around him, and Adam's actually really good at um, testing bikes. So That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. He really is, actually. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, that kind of that kind of was one of my questions was, so, like, when you were on the Red Bull KTM, especially this past year, you know, y'all were all younger guys, and you were probably one of the more experienced ones on the team training-wise and stuff. So now you are going with guys that have – that are veterans that have been around forever. What is, what has it been like training with them? And what have you kind of learned, learned from being with around those guys? Well, freaking Max, I don't think Max, like <laughs> Max rides a lot. Like that dude, like he, he's, he's a, not a veteran, but he's been in the 450 class overseas and everything. He's got it. He's got it down is what I can tell. And, um, we always mess with him. He'll say he's going to do a 20-minute moto, but we think he's doing – the dude just rides so much. Like, we'll, we'll literally he'll roll to the track. I'll be like, what's on your program? Like, five 30-minute motos or something on a supercross track just because the dude's a hammerhead. So, it's uh, he's he's a hammerhead, but he's it, very smart and on with the bike and everything. So, it kind of – it's good to not be the – I wouldn't say the head of the team, but, like, it's – nice to like last year i was the head guy so everything was kind of around me and i had to be the best guy you know what i'm saying so this year i'm kind of learning especially just being with max every day i'm just learning you know so it's kind of nice so with y'all um starting out the supercross series this year and basically in the middle of the country are you coming back to the texas area like are you going to be based out of here or what's the plan riding no we're just gonna i i mean we're just gonna stay there um, for like a for like nine days, I think. Yeah. But we're just. I guess the only time we'll ride is when the when the races are. So I don't really think there's too many. Actually, we probably could ride. I don't, I'm not really sure what the plan is to be honest. But I do have an Airbnb booked and there you go a COVID test book. So that's all I know. Yeah. I didn't know if y'all were gonna like go out to underground or any of that. I mean, that actually would be. I mean, pretty smart. So. I kind of I was in Texas like two years ago, and they have a yeah. lot of tracks around there. So what do you gotta do? well, that's what I was going to ask because I remember when you were here. My son trains out at Underground, and we were out there. I got to talk to you a couple times out there. How much is your program different now than it was then? When you I think you were on Yamaha's then, I believe. Um, yeah. And so like now, like you've made, and, and I don't mean this in any kind of rude way, but from there to now, you've made huge leaps in your career like yeah. step forward <laughs> thank you what are the things that, that 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 you've changed to make that change um just obviously confidence and then just better better bikes um just more resources and uh, my training really i think it i mean i've upped it since then which i always been training hard but every year it kind of seems like i'm training more and more but um yeah, it's not really that much. It's really the bike, and main thing is confidence and trusting everything. If you don't trust something, then that's you're you're already a step below. So yeah, you gotta have to roll with the punches, you know. 
Well, one of our listeners has a question here on the chat, kind of leading to where you were, to where you are, and then they're asking what your goals are for the season. Like, I know you want everybody wants to win, but you're you're getting into the four fifty yeah, I mean, class. I know. I got to set realistic goals. So, <laughs> I mean, so what are your? I mean, if you get at the end of the series, if you're sitting where, where is where is Brandon happy? Honestly, I haven't really. Uh, I mean. The main, my main thing is to stay healthy because it's 17, like I've never even done 17 rounds of Supercross, obviously, in one year. So my main thing is to, I honestly don't have too many goals. I'm going to just go into the first round and awesome. just do the best I can. And then where I'm at there, I'm gonna, then I'm going to just work from that. So I'm not quite sure. I mean, I feel like I'm riding really well, but I, I've, like, I've talked to people, like, they're like, you, there's just, Nobody knows how everybody's riding. Like, everybody's just hitting. Like, I've been out here to touch, like, riding here in California, and I haven't. The only 450 guys I've seen is Moto. So, like, I don't know where I sit at. I'm just going to the first round and um, just learn, honestly, learn from there because this whole year is going to be a very big learning curve for me. So, um, I just do the best I can and definitely want to be from round one. I want to be there from round one to seventeen, so that's the that's the main focus too. Yeah, I think you know Dustin, uh, you know, kind of we had like I said had him on last week. I think just he he has you as one of his top guys. Obviously, like he expects more out of you than Adam. No, no disrespect to Adam, but I think you know yeah. just making main main or yeah the mains is huge for Hep. You know, last year. Oh, I mean, especially this year, it's yeah. freaking. We just added like five more guys, so uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like to make the main is gonna be like, like good. Like honestly, I mean, I think there's so. gonna be factory guys. I honestly think they ain't even gonna make the main. Like I mean, we're partially factory Suzuki now, but yep. we, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think the hardest part of the day is gonna be the heat race. I don't even think the, to be honest, for me, I don't even think the main is gonna be that hard. I mean, it's gonna be hard, but the heat race is gonna be the biggest part of the day. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, hey, I want to go back just to the schedule this year and how everything's changed. And TJ kind of brought it up and trying to find places to ride. And, uh, you know, we're based out of Texas. But Houston, right off the bat, what do you think about the the Tuesday night races and only having a couple of days to recover? But I, I don't know if it's really if it's really that much different for you guys, how much riding time. Obviously, a race is much different than practice. But what do you think about this schedule kind of compact and more racing in a week and but less travel i guess yeah a little less travel uh i, I mean i think it's gonna can you guys hear me yeah yeah good yeah, yeah. okay I, I mean i think it'll be great i don't know i mean i to be honest I, i'd rather them just let us do all like get get all the rounds done quick as we can you know i don't honestly staying weeks at a time at places kind of makes it easier for everyone because you're not just bouncing around i mean yeah flying every round flying every weekend it, it it gets a toll on you toll on the truck driver i mean it gets your head spinning so i i kind of like it to be honest and, okay i think cooper um, webb's the only one that i've heard that wants it the old way like he doesn't like this at all no i mean i i, I get it like i do i do like this way but just for the circumstances, I don't. Yeah. I personally, but yeah, I agree with Cooper because, like, I do want to race and then come home, and okay. I want to train on, on the tracks I've been training on to get myself better. But 
I mean, for the what we're dealing with, I guess this is the best way, you know. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Which, ta- oh, go, I go agree ahead. with Cooper. I agree with Cooper because say if you have a bad weekend and you want to make yourself better during the week, but you technically can't because you're not going home. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, my, my question. Yeah, I, I honestly haven't really thought too much about it until now. So right. I mean, I kind of agree with Cooper. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, what I was gonna say kind of goes on top of that, anyways. Like, so even I've heard a lot of conversation, like on Pulp and other places, where like, do the guys go try to find somewhere to train? Do they go somewhere local? Would if you're in the middle, you know, say you're 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 in the middle of your Supercross season and you're all Supercross minded, and you went on a Thursday and went and rode a local outdoor track, would would that even really help you or did like you get your motocross feel and then all of a sudden you're back on your supercross bike in the stadium and you're thrown off like this would, would that happen or do you, do you think any seat time is good seat time at that point yeah i mean any any seat time is good seat time just because after the race you're normally you're normally super tired and just your body's stiff so honestly just to go ride in general just kind of flushes your body out so it's yeah i mean i do think we should at least ride because I remember for Salt Lake last year we went to the last round we literally rode once the west coast had like a break a one week break and we literally rode one time and it was we rode an outdoor track and we just did 20 minute motos so <laughs> I just think in general if you ride it, it's good for your body before you race because you're just not as stiff and you flushed out all like the bad stuff from the races you know yeah your body locked up after the race you know no, I wouldn't know about that because my body's locked up all the time, Brandon. I'm just I'm, – I'm old, dude. Um, you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Hey, so I got a couple more things I want to ask you about. We mentioned your teammates. Adam and Snap, I mean, he's he's a hell of a personality. I love the guy. You ain't mine. Uh, <laughs> but I can also see where Adam might get on some people's nerves. Uh, you Like him and Chiz, when they're on the same team, Chiz is very quiet. And Adam is not. Yeah. So, and I get the. Oh, you mean get on people's nerves on the team? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, like, I want, uh, like, you seem like a quiet guy to me. When I, 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 that's just the vibe I get. So, like, would is Adam a little much for you, or are you really enjoying the personality? No, I mean it's, it's uh, I mean when he's happy, he's really, he's really loud. Obviously. Yeah. Which, that's, that's that's normal, but obviously when I could tell when he's not he's not vibing or anything, he's quiet. So okay, um, I I really like it. I mean to be around him all the time, it's it's a good like I said, it's a good vibe. It keeps you uppity. Um, I mean I'm pretty loud when I'm comfortable with people. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. We get along really good. I've I've I mean I've known him for years, but I really have never actually got to meet him. Okay, until two months ago and uh we we clicked and um yeah i know what you're saying because he's really like he doesn't really get anybody's nerves there's times where when we're in the house and he's sounds like he's on a microphone but he's talking <laughs> so loud but he, sure sure but he's not yeah him so. and him and a ray together uh were were quite entertaining uh, a couple years ago well last year well yeah um, a ray's a ray's just a ray's loud but yeah Hey, Ray's goofy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I agree. Go ahead, Scotty. We, uh, we, we talked to, to Dustin Pipes last week, and he was talking about how Anstey came in the first day of training, and he like came early, walked the track, rode around the track, 
watched you do it a little bit. And then watched Adam. Was it Adam? Yeah, or, it was okay, Adam. I couldn't remember if it was him or Adam. Yeah, he told the same story on Pope last yeah, night. Yeah, I saw. Okay, which I was like, hey, I already, I already yeah, broke that story. yeah, we already broke this. I thought Zip the same it, thing. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But anyways, uh, then yeah, he watched everything and then he hit everything first lap. Like, were you there? Did you did like did that like throw? Were you like. Because he hadn't rode Supercross in like 10 years. And it's like all of a sudden he just comes in and hugs everything. Like, what did you get to see that or how, how was that? Uh, I'm not. So I think they started riding Supercross right after. Well, I, I think Max was riding Supercross last year before he hurt his Achilles. Okay. But he, I don't know if it was then, but I guess they started riding Supercross right after Fox Raceway. Yeah. Uh, National. And oh, okay. I'm not sure yet because. I haven't seen that, but I can definitely hear. Like I could, I wasn't there for the day. I think, but I could see that because Max hits the biggest shit. That's, not <laughs> the shit. <laughs> That's cool. So I, I don't know if you just want like the full experience of like little rhythms, big rhythms, rhythms you ain't gonna do. Like that dude is. They, honestly, he just seems like he's riding Supercross for ten years straight. Honestly, the dude is very very talented and very very smooth i mean i'm i ride the 450 very smooth so it's we're both just like in sync and um it's just good to watch him he's just just does a lot of different things that i'd say americans don't do like on the bike and mm. he just he's just really flawless when he rides so interesting um, i can see that like he hit this big quad at up in madera and I would never do it, but now that I met the guy, I could see why he did it. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's cool that you get to see that stuff and kind of just get those different styles and check that out. Um, before I let you go, I know you're friends with Daniel Blair. Uh, you know, Race Day Life's coming back. I'm sure his box is going to be back for him to stand on. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, what, yeah. I already saw that little stool. Yeah, his little stool. Uh, do you, you think Daniel's as good at what he does as he thinks he is? <laughs> uh, I at 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 um Yeah. He, I mean, I think he's pretty good. I don't know what he's. I mean, he's always shit talking. Right. So every time I talk to him, he's shit talking. Right, so I'm just trying to give you a chance to shit talk back. <laughs> no, actually, he's always. Oh, he's actually always good to me. He's uh, he gives Jacob more shit than anybody. Yeah. But, Daniel's actually always worried if he's if he did good on TV, and we're like, yeah, he did fine. Yeah, he did all right. So you're, yeah, you're okay. He's all, like, if I call for if I need advice, I'll actually call him, and he'll actually guide me in the correct way. He actually never he taught he's got a little spice to him, but he's he's pretty soft in the end. I agree. But I, you you cannot give him props. You got to tell him, man, you really need to work on some stuff. Yeah. You know, just just constantly chip away at him. I'm telling you. Tell him, I, like I watched the I watched the uh, the broadcast back, and Daniel, you you were not good, dude. Yeah, that like, one like, segment was not good. Yeah. <laughs> that would tear him apart. It would, because he says he gets texts like during the right. You know, some of his, some of his buddies kind of give him like oh, Vincent. I mean, you know, Vincent's probably going to give him tons of shit. So. Uh, but hey, I want to add where he told me to call you the Don. Where does that come from? The Don. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember him calling me that a lot. I don't. Because uh... it's like, to me, I think that's a reference to be like a, a mob, is the Don is like the head of the mob. <laughs> I didn't know. If... I think he, he's made me like three different nicknames. So I, I okay. don't really. I don't. I think he calls me. He used to call me Brand Don. So I don't know. I, that may be why. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, yeah, I texted him ahead of time and I said, like, hey, you got anything for Brandon? And uh, he just said, call him the Don. So I uh, didn't know if there was a story behind that. He's uh, We love Daniel, though. He's been on our show like the last two weeks. So he's uh, uh, he's cool. He came up, He actually came up there and uh, to that little simulation race we did. So oh, yeah. I actually, he'll come and so I live with Jacob and he'll come to our house uh, here and there. And I actually really like spending time with him. So yep. he's, uh, he's a good dude. I'm always pumped when I see him. <laughs> yeah, I think it was you last year. I think I was trying to get you on the show, and you said, "Hey, you know, Brand- I think it was you. You know, Daniel, right? Tell him like to f off or something like that." Was that you? <laughs> Maybe. I think it was. <laughs> well, either way, I texted him afterwards. I was like, "Hey, a, a particular rider just texted me and said to tell you to f off or something like that." And he goes, "Tell Cooper Webb to shut up." <laughs> oh like, yeah, 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 that was me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I texted you, I texted you or something. Tell, tell him to. I don't know. I told you. Just- tell him something yeah yeah something like that he told me yeah he, he blamed it on cooper that was pretty funny it's like nope one cooper but uh i know no, him and cooper cooper's a big he can talk some, uh some shit so yeah oh i know he's a big shit talker absolutely he <laughs> he uh, loves it all right brandon hey man uh i'm gonna let you go i appreciate you coming on we're we're not too far away and i'll see you in houston man yeah it's freaking next weekend so i'm uh looking forward to it and Definitely can't thank the whole head team for giving me this opportunity, and so we'll we'll do our we'll do the best we can. I think we're we're uh, me and Max and I are gonna do uh, really good. So you keep your eyes open. We'll do, man. Looking forward to seeing you. Uh, be safe and uh, good luck, man. All right, take it easy. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. See you, Brandon. See ya, Brandon Hartraff. Good stuff. Or what do you think? Or is that a bad interview? Would we do uh, good? No, it was really good. We, um, don't, we don't do bad interviews. Yeah. There Th- you go. Three Monkey came on here and said he can honestly say that um, Brandon Hartenrath being the next Weston Pike. Oh, As far okay. as coming up. Um, I see that. I think Brandon had a higher starting point. Like when he, like from where he's at now, mm-hmm. coming out of 250s, I think he's better off than what Pike was. Yeah, because Pike was like nothing yeah, on the lights. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yes, there's gonna we're gonna see some big things with him. We had the possibility of seeing big things with him. Yeah. But um, yeah. Okay. Well, that that I think that was great. I uh, appreciate Brandon coming on. Uh, the fly shirt giveaway. Which camera you got on right now? The center one. Yeah. So here's what we got. YouTube. If you're watching right now, Dave Feeney, who wrenches for Zach Osborne, is gonna be on in a minute. I want you to answer on YouTube. Where did Zach qualify? At Salt Lake City 7, which he won. What was his qualifying position? So you got plenty of time to look it up, whatever. First person that has the right answer wins the shirt. It's a medium. Can't help that. It, it, we want to thank Sam for donating the shirt. Medium shirt. We're only charging $37 for shipping. So, <laughs> Well, it comes out of your pay. So, No, free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with Dave Feeney. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. 
EJ, TJ, and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at x-t-r-e-m-e-k-o-l-o-r-s extreme colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Next up on the line, brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. And 2019, Fly Racing became the title sponsor of Supercross. And they are also the title or the sponsor of this mechanic's rider, Zach Osborne. But tonight, Fly Racing brings us the one and only Dave Feeney. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Doc Todd? It is going good. I love talking to you. I, I love your accent, I love your knowledge. And I love that you won an outdoor national championship this year. Yeah, me too. It was <laughs> pretty awesome. Uh, it was uh, a little hair-raising at times, but, uh, yeah, eventually got it done. And, uh, you know, towards the end, you know, Zach was just in control of his own destiny. So we just did what we needed to do to get to the end. Yeah, you talked about that, you know, it being a little hair-raising at times. I mean, look, what was it Loretta's where he had – didn't he have a flat, like, right before their gate drop or something? Uh, Loretta's, we had a mechanical issue right okay. before practice. Yes, yes. And uh, oh, then it? he had a, a front flat at Millville. Okay. So, so yeah, a couple – like, as a mechanic, you, you got – well, <laughs> I think it was Loretta's where you had with a mechanical. You guys missed practice, right? Uh. Yeah, we missed the practice that uh, we were designated to be in, but right. uh, the AMA said that we could go to the other practice because of the circumstance with the weather, yes, and yes. there only being one practice. So, so in that situation, uh, on TV, you were on TV a whole lot, Dave. You looked cool and calm. Where was your Where was uh, your uh, heart rate? Uh, probably at about. I don't know. I'm kind of old, so it's probably <laughs> at like my max is probably like 180. Okay, so you were you were sweating it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah. you guys as a you know a, a true championship team got it done, came through. 
But yeah, that was yeah. that was definitely nerve wracking for the Zacco fans, you know, as we're watching on live TV. But I'm glad it worked out. Um, oh yeah, I do want I want to back up though to the final race at Super at Salt Lake City, first Supercross 450 win. Like, what did that mean to you? Seeing it all come together, I, like I know you have believed in Zach, but to have it yes. finally come together, we saw him improve all all year. He got that break after the injury. Uh, but man, it yeah. was, it was so awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, we went into Salt Lake city. Uh, Zach was a hundred percent healthy and, you know, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot because we were, Zach's not the greatest guy on hard pack tracks. And I was thinking that Salt Lake was going to be hard packed most of the time, which it was, uh, except for the uh the muddy events right uh, right but uh yeah he came out swinging the first race and it was hot and dusty and i was pretty taken back with how fast he was on the hard slick tracks and i was like man this is going to be a fun time here. <laughs> so, and i i think his worst finish of the series up there was like a fifth. So. Yeah, I actually had it in front of me, but I've lost it. So yeah, um, but yeah, it was he he did great up there. What what do you think that was mostly willpower? Uh, you know, or, you know, just him making his mind up. It I, like I have to do better than I usually do on hard pack because he he's a mental guy, man. Like I think when he once kind of like Cooper Webb a couple years ago once. The belief is there. You see the yeah. improvements. Oh yeah, yeah. Once, uh, once the stars align, anything's possible. Yeah. You know? And with Zach, he's a he's a confidence guy, and once he gets a little bit of confidence, he just he just goes forward. So it's it's awesome to watch. You know, you just know that it's uh, that it's going to happen, and away he goes. So. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. It, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it was a, a great series up there, and it put us in a good place uh, going into uh, outdoors. So that was, you know, good starts the whole time we were in Salt Lake City, uh, you know, and that transferred to outdoors. So, you know, a good start anywhere will get you a good result. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, kind of going on that being being close to Zach, and you know, he's kind of you know has been talked about. He's kind of had this fairy tale story. You know, one of the oldest guys to ever win a championship, and all that he's worked through to get there. Like being at his camp and close to him, and I'm I'm assuming a friend of his. How how special is what he's accomplished to y'all? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. All the credit goes to him. Like he is so driven and so determined. Yeah, um, you know, and he's not a cocky guy, but when he gets confidence, he just he's he's really confident, you know. And you know, he really thought that he had a shot at the outdoor title, and then after he won the first Loretta's race, he was like, "Oh my God, this <laughs> is I got a real chance." Here. Yeah, yeah, and, and then. Up. He he see and I I texted with him a couple times and like 
you could tell that he didn't, I don't think he quite wanted to say it yet that I have a chance, but like, I, f- I felt like he believed it, but he wasn't ready to say it out loud. Oh no, no, no. You don't want to jinx yourself. That's right. for sure. You know? Yeah. You know, and you know, when with a writer like, uh, Eli Tomac that can turn on a dime and, you know, his performance, like, He's a guy that has speed that can come from nowhere. And so you just don't, like, one race into a series, you just don't know what he can do. And, you know, then you've got, you know, obviously Adam and, you know, Jason was fast at the first Loretta's race. And, you know, you just, you don't want to be overconfident. Sure. So, Dave, I got a question. This is TJ. Uh, I got a question for you. How yep. long have you been wrenching now, like, as a race bike mechanic? Um, my first year was 94. Okay. So, so what's it, the, like, like, what's some things now that are better and some things that are worse than dealing with 94? You know what I mean? Like, like as you've, like, that's, that's a, that's a couple of years. I don't know if you've actually sat oh, back yeah. and, I think and it's six. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's six years. Six years. Yeah, yeah just a few years. But, like, like take take us through like some changes you've seen, some good and bad stuff that you've seen as you've gone from I'm sure in a box truck somewhere to factory Car- winning. Yeah, exactly. Factory yeah. winning and all that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, back when I first started, uh everybody every mechanic was in charge of his own program. Yeah. Uh, so if you didn't have something, that was on you. And so, yeah. You obviously had to take care of your box van. Uh, you had to drive it. You had to go do the grocery shopping for race day. Uh, you obviously had to work on the motorcycle, order parts. You know, so there was no one there to basically hold your hand. You had to take care of it all yourself, and you know, find your hotels, you know, all that kind of stuff. Where now. Um, as uh, a factory mechanic, I fly to the races. Somebody take somebody books my hotels. I got somebody that drives my motorcycles to the races. I just have to go there, work on them, and you know, we have somebody there that uh, Paul, our truck driver, cooks you know cooks food for us, and you know we live the good life. Yeah. But, then, uh, you know, back in the box van days, we used to go hang out at different people's places during the week, and there was more of a camaraderie, you know, all the guys, all the mechanics would drive together, you know, we would all work in the same place, we would all hang out together, now it's like, you show up, you do your job, you leave. So, so during the week, what what is your response? I know uh, he has his own practice bike mechanics stuff like that, and a lot of the pros yeah. do. What is your responsibilities from like Monday until the next race and all that stuff? Um, usually, like uh, we'll rebuild our race stuff on Sunday straight after the race. Yeah. Then Monday is a travel day. Then I will go into the shop on. Uh, Tuesday 
and so, so Garrett Garrett Rockley wants to know, like, how much are you building the engines now and that kind of stuff, or is it you just got to swap them out of the frame? How does that work? Uh, no, we have an engine department that takes care of all the engines. Uh, it's a full time job. Uh, we actually ha- for our team. We actually have two engine guys, uh, one that's uh, designated to the 450 program and one to the 250 program because, uh, you know, they have to build all the race engines and all the practice engines. And if there's any testing to be done, they have to build those engines as well. So it's, oh, gotcha. a, it's a full-time job. So, so with all the, the schedule the way it is and doing this for 26 years or whatever the math is, um, have you gotten to a point where, like, you're ready to start winding it down? Do you do you see yourself stepping away? Do you want to wait till Zach's done and just finish with him? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I'm thinking that maybe when Zach's done, then I will reevaluate uh what i what i want to do mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it the older you get the hotter it gets uh, sure but it's it's still a lot of fun i still enjoy it uh going to the races uh you know building building my motorcycle each week it's yeah okay very enjoyable that's that's good that you still have that passion for it like it hasn't gotten to be totally a grind. No, no, no. I love motorcycle racing. Awesome. I love motorcycles. Uh, you know, I still go to the track and ride when I get a chance. Uh, so it's it's super fun. Cool. Um, so with with Husky, you know, it's kind of a weird deal nowadays where KTM Husky and now Gas Gas is technically yeah. all one, you know, one brand. Do you... With, with y'all's team stuff, do y'all have any kind of working relationship with them? Are y'all sharing advice or maybe different parts with different things? Or is there any kind of thing, or do y'all all kind of keep private to yourselves? Uh, no, no. Everybody, sh- we share everything. All the information is shared. Um, like, if you want to know uh, what somebody's engine spec is, all you got to do is uh, go into the computer. Uh, go into the computer, uh, type in the engine number, and it'll bring everything up oh, you know, wow. from, from like, our team, yeah, yeah. Uh, the KTM uh, Red Bull team, uh, the Gas Gas team. You can even pull up the information from the European teams. I think, man, KTM really is doing it right. I mean, just everything they've done over the last few years – obviously benefits the company but it really benefits the sport from what i see you know there are yeah. more options for the consumer uh you know putting more riders on the track i mean you know factory uh, husqvarna having three riders you know that's that's kind of been unheard of right and and that they're you know it may change next year we don't know but i just i yeah. feel like ktm has their i want to say their heart in the right place for the love of racing yeah, I mean, as a company, we we're going to go into Houston with six riders in the 450 class. That, uh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big chunk of the field. Yeah, so, yeah, and and none of them are 
none of them are uh, lame ducks either. No. You know, they're all top-quality guys. So, so yeah. it's as a company, they're awesome to work for, and, you know, they love motor they they love motorcycle racing it's unbelievable yeah it's good to see i love it it's uh, for our industry which at times it can be a little scary what do you have some tj yeah. yeah we have some questions from the the live chat um three monkeys wants to know he said he's always had a question if you could throw out a a guesstimate if you don't know whatever what does that factory bike that you put your hands on and wrenches on every week what does that cost uh, you know what? I really couldn't give a number because there really is no number. Uh, you know, it's it's super expensive because of all the <laughs> uh, all the man hours that go into it. Yeah. Besides the parts, so like the parts are expensive, but the man hours to build that thing is really expensive as well yeah so, I've, I've heard over the years crazy stuff like just the forks are like like 20 grand and for the time and effort into those forks and stuff like that yeah yeah i would imagine that that would be probably a really good guesstimate yeah so uh, the suspension's expensive but all the other parts that come along with it too are not cheap as well so i got a question there's been a mass exodus of Californians leaving. Yamaha is leaving California, um, and other teams are like talking about it, and even some of the smaller teams moving. Have you heard anything about like that, or would you want KTM, Husky, or whoever to to actually set up in Florida or outside of California? Um, I know that we have plans of building a new building not too far away from where we're currently at. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't see them moving out of California anytime soon. But I mean, until until you until you see that happen, uh, until that they start breaking ground on that, right, then, right. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll believe it when you see it, kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're we're a little less what a week and a half away from opening round of twenty twenty one. Um, how, how do you help Zach once we get to Houston, how do you help Zach improve on last year? How do you keep him motivated? Do you even have to do anything to keep him motivated and and to, you know, let's make the, make the next step to win another race and hopefully a championship? Uh, no, I don't have to do anything to motivate him. You know, when we get to Houston, you know, we have our, uh, key group yep. that we, you know, everybody has their say. Um, and if he's got some issues, then we can try and fix it. Uh, but normally when he shows up to the races, he's ready to go. Yeah. That's kind of what I uh, figured. How do you feel? Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about you, staying at, in cities for like a week at a time? I know you guys did the Salt Lake City thing for, you know, what, whatever it was, four or five weeks, six weeks, I think. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, no, it was 26 days, I okay. think. Okay, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be too bad. Like, we're going to some some pretty decent places. Like, I like going to Texas. Uh, 
Of course. Not really sure about spending a week in Indianapolis in January. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, that's the one negative. But, yeah, uh, going to Florida. Yeah, liking that. Uh, but, isn't isn't yeah. Indy Stadium kind of in a ghetto, if I remember right? I've never been. Uh, Indy? I don't yeah. Think so. in, uh, I, it's it's kind of on the edge of <laughs> downtown. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's not... Uh, it's not St. Louis. No, it's definitely not St. That, that's no, the one I'm thinking St. of, St. Louis. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were thinking of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of St. Louis. That yeah. was, yeah. yeah. I've only been there once, and that was scary. Yeah, um, yeah that's... It, yeah, it's going to be it, – I'm, I'm glad that I can't go to Indy. <laughs> I only got credentials for Texas rounds, so this should be nice weather. Yeah. It's going to be good. We'll, uh, we'll have some good meals and hang out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm lo- – go ahead. I like going to Texas. I think it's, uh, you know, a pretty cool place. I like I like going there. It's not bad. I'll take it. Yeah. We, we we picked to live here, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean – how how is your down how is your downtime or have you had downtime this year between nationals and now with with the COVID and the difference you know the way things have been different did you get any more family time did you get to kind of do some stuff that you wanted to do that maybe normally you wouldn't get to? Uh yeah, actually, um, got to go do some uh, camping and uh, some some riding. Nice. Uh, so it was pretty fun. Uh, Normally, we uh, we go back to Australia for like eight to ten days, usually during the off season at some point in time, between the the European races that we normally are involved in doing. Yeah. But with COVID, there was none of that. So uh, yeah, there was no no airplane trips anywhere. Okay. I yeah, I need to get you hooked up with. Uh... My guys, Nick and Trent, they, they're Australian guys that do the Moto Limited Network podcast. They just started it. Uh, I, think Zach, okay. I think Zach may be doing it this week. I, I got them in touch with him, but it's really okay. a new podcast. I bet they'd love to talk to you. But, Scott, we got two more questions for you. Yeah, we got one of them is a question from a listener. Baloo wants to know, since you still ride, like how many hours have you put on Zach's race bike? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zach's, Zach's race bike is still not ready to ride. It'll Uh-oh. be done. It'll probably be done tomorrow. But no, no. How uh, often are? It, how often do you like look around, make sure there's no one watching, and go throw a leg over his bike? Um, I only get to do that uh, when we're at the track. I <laughs> yeah. Really would, I I don't really think that I would really like to ride Zach's bike. It's a little too compact for me. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about yeah. that. I don't think I'd want to ride the where the use those micro bars. I wasn't going to bring up the micro bars, but yeah, yeah. well, yeah. yeah I, I mean, think... it's it, it does. It, I ride it enough around that it actually doesn't feel bad. Like a like super it, mini. I'm, it's not. It's not foreign to me anymore. Yeah. But when I get on my own bike, it's like, oh wow, totally. Yeah, different. this is a uh, this is a little taller. You know, I can't touch flat-footed anymore <laughs> right it, i mean you saying that reminds me uh two years ago at the uh supercross futures race in glendale mm-hmm. paul when dino was still privateer yeah paul parabino's raced his race bike sunday that's right but it wasn't a factory bike but it was pretty close 
But uh, yeah. anyway, you got, you got one more, Scotty? Yeah, one, one okay. more. So kind of like a, a scenario, race day scenario, y'all are all walking the track. You got your three Husky guys, Dino, Jason, and Zach. Say there's like a, a section where they're not really sure how it's going to play out. Is it going to be like a triple quad? Or if there's is there a quad there? If there's some random technical jump, who's who's kind of the guinea pig? Who ends up being the first one to do it and kind of tells the other guys about it? What have you seen the most of? Uh, well, Zach is going to walk the track, and he, well, he doesn't like to walk the track, but he has to, uh, and he is a little apprehensive about jumping anything. But he would probably be the first one to jump it. Oh, that's interesting. That is that is yeah. interesting, huh? Yeah, because because he'd be like, "Oh, you can't triple out of this turn," and yeah. Then he just goes for like, it. Uh, really? No, you'll do that like the second lap. And he's like, "No, that's really big." And yeah, he thinks that uh, it actually when you walk the track, it looks quite different yeah. than when you're riding it. So. He, he kind of likes the the new scenario that they have where you just go up in the stands and look at the track and then then you ride it okay. straight after that. So, yeah, he's a big fan of that. That's interesting. All right, we got one more. Sorry, well, Dave. We got listeners just blowing up the chat. So, okay. we got one more question you have, I'm going to ask. You still have some time, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 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 You have time for one more question? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, Jake Isaac is said he's going to the Pro SX MX Tech and wanting to become a factory mechanic. Wants to know what tips or advice do you have for people like him wanting to be a mechanic? Well, it's a lot of hard work and it doesn't pay very well in the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you think you're going to become a millionaire doing this, uh, it's not not a great thing, but it is very rewarding. Yeah, so. I hear it's about the same as being a manager at McDonald's. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you get some of those championships and maybe you get some bonuses. But, uh, well, Dave, hey, man, I, I kept you a little longer than I thought, and I appreciate you as always. You're, you've always been really cool to us and friendly, and I, I thank you for coming on. Well, you guys are welcome. Uh Hopefully we get to maybe hang out a little bit when we get to Texas. Yeah, I'll, I'll be searching you guys out. I don't know that I'll be able to come in the pits any, but hopefully we'll figure something out. I actually um, I have a number one plate that one of our Australian listeners made. He makes okay. these, he makes these. I don't know. Have you ever met Moose? Uh, He's an Australian guy. Goes by Moose. Peter Coward is his real name. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Peter. Okay, Peter Peter sent me one of these number one plates that he makes with Zacho's name and number one for our studio. Yeah. So I got to get it signed. So I, I will be searching okay. you guys out. Yeah, for sure. No, no Peter's a, a super nice guy. I've met him several times. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, him and his wife are super nice people. Yeah, they, they are rad. They, he sends us Tim Tams all the time. And actually – You'd probably get a kick out of this. We did a Vegemite challenge last week live on YouTube. That is terrible. Absolutely yeah, terrible. We hated it. Oh, yeah. You can't eat it like peanut butter. It's uh, a little's a lot. That's what we heard afterwards. <laughs> yeah, after we, a, after we put a layer atop yeah. of, like like a half-inch layer yeah, on I top of toast. I put it on like jelly. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> Apparently, you're correct. But uh, anyway, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for your time, man. Okay, you're welcome. Have a good night. All right, you too, Feeney. See ya. Okay, bye. Ah, I love me some Dave Feeney. Okay, we are going to take our last commercial break or next commercial break. I don't even know how many we've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we get Randy DeFrancisco on. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the Moto, Street, BMX, Water, and even Mountain Bike lines once you try fly racing you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion zach osborne as well as blake baggett gold medalist connor fields and even the beast from the east damon bradshaw trust fly racing there simply is no better What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. Next up, you guys are you guys going to like this guest. This is going to be a lot of fun. He's going to be brought to you by Torque One Racing, which is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, and more. Visit Torque One Racing. I just messed that up. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry, so follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Torque One Racing brings us Mr. Randy DeFrancisco. What is up, Randy? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. We have had your son Ryder on numerous times, but um, I finally decided it was time to get to the uh, the man, the, the the real De Francesco. <laughs> right. Dude. So I, I read that your nickname is the Rocket. Yeah, maybe twenty years ago. Maybe. Twenty years ago. All right. <laughs> well, listen. Maybe maybe twenty five thirty. That's all good. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead. Yeah. No. I. Uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because I was able to. 
get on a speedway bike over the weekend. I saw and, that. Uh, I don't know if the rocket's still there or not, but <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. So I was going to say, I, I've never, ha- I've never actually talked to anybody that races speedway. Um, back when I was a kid, my dad was stationed at Pearl Harbor and the speedway guys would come to Aloha stadium every so often. Yep. Like Brad yeah. Oxley, I think was one of the guys that was big at the time. Uh-huh. And, but other than that, I didn't know a lot about the sport. So you're the first, uh, you, you're breaking that cherry, popping that cherry tonight. Um, you guys are nuts. Well, I'm glad to be the cherry popper. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you yeah, guys are nuts, 80s, man. They would go over, you know, they would do things in the off season. Yeah. Just help promote American Speedway as much as they could. American Speedway was thriving in those days that they would, you know, go on the road during the off season or a lot of the guys would go to Australia I did that a couple of times um, just to help promote American Speedway. Like I say, you know, the World Speedway was big. American Speedway was was on its way. Okay. It was growing every week, five nights a week. We could race five nights a week. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, in the 70s, they could race five nights a week and win 2500 bucks a night. Woo. It's pretty good. I like that. You know, that's more than I make it a, a month down yeah. there. Yeah, that was probably better than Supercross and Motocross and everything at the time. And wow. they were traveling 30 or 40 miles to do so every other night, or every night, actually. Yeah, I didn't so, realize how big the sport was overseas, like in Australia. Uh, one of our our listeners from Australia, Peter Coward, who I just talked about a minute ago, he's big into the, the, the speedway scene over there, and he goes and does photography. And, man, he, he was pretty excited you were coming on tonight. Sure. it's You know, well, World Speedway is number two soccer in the uk wow so you could catch it like monday night football or or you know baseball on a regular basis you know you could turn on espn any any summer night and catch a baseball game it's the same with speedway huh. uh, premier league or uh the leagues the elite league and the premier league race throughout the week and then the gps are you know throughout the year on the weekends so yeah it's the same guys doing both, and then the elite meet in the world finals, and you know they have a series. So yeah, American Speedway, World Speedway, it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it was. Like it. it was really cool when I got to see it as a kid. Like I said, I remember seeing Brett Oxley, and I remember uh, back, you know, in that mid '80s or early '80s when I was seven, mm-hmm. eight years old, I think, watching Chips, and like I think Bruce Penhall <laughs> was on. Right, he was like a big time well, speedway yeah. guy. I, once he won the American final or the world final on American soil, it, he people took to to the likeliness of, you know, he was like the box. You know, he's a California guy, yep. California kid, good looking guy, and wasn't much after he won the world final in America at L.A. Coliseum. You know, put on by the Oxleys. Since you're yep. talking about Brad, his dad was the the founder of. California Speedway, a lot like my dad. My dad was a promoter from 69 to 75. Okay. In Bakersfield. So he was part of that five race series weekly. And during those days is when they established Speedway. So I kind of look at my dad as one of the founders. Uh, the Oxley is definitely number one on that list, but it took other promoters to make the sport grow. And my dad was one of them. Luckily enough, I was a kid running around the track. Yeah. So I've, I've been around Speedway since, you know, since I was born. And uh, 75, 76, we went and raced flat track for some reason. Got away from Speedway. <laughs> Needed some breaks. And then did, yeah, did Speedway, you know, did flat track as an amateur. And then, you know, things went on between 18 and 22. 
and I didn't ride. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, just whatever. Maybe I was tired of riding or there was other things. Girls. Girlfriend, I don't know. <laughs> I'll never say it. But anyhow, about 22, 23, I started riding again. And, and uh, until Ryder was about four, I hung it up when he was about four years old when we were getting prepared for, I guess we would say Loretta's or something, something that was taking too much time. So and uh, that's it. Ryder's four years old, and you're already like you're ready to give up your passion. Well, he won on PW. I know, but like, is that not that's like my kid at four years old? Like my kid doesn't even ride, but that just blows me away, man. Well, like, you're not, but he's well, not a funny, selfish dad. Oh. So the funny thing is, I was selfish with my other kids because we have other kids that are 28, 27, and 26 now. Yeah. So they were seven, eight, and nine in the back of the S10 crew cab. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was pretty selfish for a minute. But, um, you know, I heard you say, you know, Ryder went on a PW. Funny that people say that. You know, he never even raced the PW at Loretta's. Oh, so it, it was, was strictly the, the Cobra class. It was a Cobra okay. class. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's just funny that people think but, that because most likely that's what most kids do at four, five, and six, or yeah. four, and five. Luckily enough, he made it on that yeah. Cobra class. And it's crazy. So, you yeah. Me- you mentioned your other kids a minute ago, and when I was doing some research on you, uh, I think it was on the, the Speedway website. Like, I didn't realize, I knew you had other kids besides Ryder, but I didn't realize you had a few older kids. Like, you and Lisa aren't that old, man. You guys started young. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pushing 53 here in a couple months. But, yeah. uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, and for those guys, you know, maybe I was a little bit selfish. They were playing baseball and things like that, and they rode, and my daughter raced. She raced WMA, and and um but lucky for Ryder that he came later right <laughs> yeah. you know the other kids kind of lived through just the young parent you know we lived we all lived through the young parenthood together right and then like i say Ryder came around when it was a little bit easier on mom and dad so i've got to announce a bunch of flat track racing we had a local track here that ran like a like every two weeks they'd run a flat track and they brought the speedway bikes out sometimes and those I mean, honestly, like one of our listeners on the live chat said, uh, wondering what kind of wheelbarrow you use to carry your balls around. To, uh, but, <laughs> That's why he's got well, so many kids. But here's, I'll share something with you. All right, go I'll ahead. I'll share something with you. Well, com- let's compare flat track to speedway real fast. Okay. So in Washington, uh, we went to Seattle. It was probably during one of those off-season races. And uh, flat trackers were the following night. We were the first night. But... During the intermission of the Speedway night, a flat tracker, they brought a flat tracker out, and he put the flat tracker in front of me on a Speedway bike. Yeah. And I couldn't pass the flat track guy. Okay. Okay. Well, then I said, all right, you know, and this is part of the deal. I said, now put me in front of him and see if he can pass me. Well, obviously... He couldn't, and I caught all the way up and lapped him. Yes. Oh, wow. The yeah, reason the, the, being is they have brakes. Yeah. Yeah, they have brakes, and they're checking up, so I could never run it in behind him when I was behind him. Sure. Yeah. So when I'm in front of him, I have a clear track, and there's no brakes. There's like a gyro effect. Yep. Okay, so I was trying to prove to the flat trackers, like, how much faster a Speedway bike is with the brakes as in comparison to a bike going in, braking, scuffing speed, yep. and the guy behind him not real sure if he's going to brake or downshift or what. In Speedway, you know what the guy's going to do in front of you. Yeah. And he's not going to brake. You know what I mean? He's accelerating into the corner. So that's kind of the difference between Speedway and flat track, just a 
throw that out there since we're talking about Speedway. Well, okay, here's my question, though. Have you, and I've only seen this on TV because we don't have winter here in Texas, basically, the ice racing, the the, oh, yeah. the Speedway ice racing. Like, you're, like, have you done that, and what do you think about that? I won the world final in 01. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you so like the other listener, uh, Kentucky Curry says you use a dump truck to carry your balls around. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, something about the ice rink, um, it's pretty gnarly. You know, if you do fall, you'll pick up speed and then you hit the crash wall, which is the hockey wall. Only I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, y'all are nuts. That's sure. I don't know. Like I think about when you're it's a rip when you're on your wheels when you're on your wheels you got traction right right when you're on your side you're you know you're picking up speed literally jeez yeah um hey Pretty did you cool. ever get to race at Ascot not Speedway okay um, that's when we were doing flat track now that 18 22 year old time I was talking to yep. you about I was in the grandstand okay so I spent a lot of time at Ascot as you know my whole my whole life but i was never able to race speedway there yeah my dad used my dad's a big open wheel guy so he used to take me out there and see ron schumann drive and i i spent a yeah. few a few nights at ascot when i was a kid yeah yeah ron schumann he's a central california guy yep yeah so i was born in san diego so i i still consider myself a california kid but i was navy navy brat what, what are you guys rolling your eyes for over there? We're rolling oh, your eyes because it's always i'm a california california because <laughs> I, lo- I love me some california so suck it well, the West Coast swing, it just sounds cool, right? I think so. These guys are just <laughs> jealous. Whatever. Um, so one of our my buddies asked if you have any Don Bain stories, and I don't know who or Bain, I don't know who that is. I apologize. Now, who is it? My buddy that's from Texas, his name's Hal. He's a, what, a big supporter of our show, and he just uh-huh. asked if you had Don Bain stories. Don Bain, I don't. Okay. I don't. crazy thing is, is my wife's life. Her uh, maiden name is Bane, so oh. Ben, if you want to say it. But, um, but no, I, I don't know Don Bane. That's I fair. I sure don't. The other question he had was if you have any good pit fighting the story, stories of fights in the pits going on, uh, and, and I actually have a response to that after you, if you have an answer. Okay, is that are you talking Speedway? Yes, at the Speedway, any fights in the pits? Yeah, not the Moto well, Dance absolutely. fights. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, um, yeah, yeah, because Speedway is pretty. It, it's it's pretty cowboy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's pretty gnarly. Um, lots of fights. Um, there was a there was a time in the '80s where it was constant. You know, and then it seemed like they promoted it. You know, oh, I mean, really? like it was okay. Like the AMA obviously would look down on it, but. The, pro- the promoters might have been okay with it because, yeah. you know, the following Friday night, you're getting all the 17, 18, 19-year-old kids from Huntington High going back to watch the fight. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, that sounds about so, right. Yeah, lots of fights. But I'll tell you, that's how I got to, into Speedway again is a friend of mine got into a fight at a sprint car race, and they kicked him out of USAC. Oh, was, wow. You know, it involved Tony Stewart. Tony's crazy guy. Yep. He's on our side. But uh, long story short, they kicked him out of USAC that night on a Saturday night. Well, Monday morning, we bought two Speedway bikes to go race Speedway. <laughs> well, Tuesday, he appealed it, and USAC let him back in. And the fellow that bought me the bike said, hey, come pick up these two bikes, your leathers, your skills, your helmet, and you're on your own. 
So wow. I walked into two Speedway bikes overnight, and then I never really looked back after that. Okay, that's a cool story. Um, yeah, it was really, really yeah. cool. So and one of the reasons I asked, well, I, I, I reached out to your wife and Ryder to see if you, they had any stories about you. And Ryder said that uh, at a race, you were in second, and you moved the guy out of the way for first, and then maybe after the race, he might have knocked you out? No, he clotheslined me going what we call it's a famous tunnel in Costa Mesa <laughs> that you, you know, it's almost like walking out at UCLA or the Rose Bowl. It's a famous tunnel. You know, you walk through a dark tunnel and you open up to a full arena at Costa yeah. Mesa and a lot of stuff's gone down in the tunnel. You know I mean? It's like always the tunnel. Okay. And you can't see, you know, when you're coming out of all the lights, you drop into this dark tunnel and you can't really see. And about the time I seen like a Troy Lee glove coming across and took me off the back of the bike, but, but no, he didn't really knock me out. But uh, let's just say that, you know, it it didn't stop there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those nights, you know, that that uh, yeah, I got a little crazy. And, and the crazy thing is that was one of my friends. Oh, okay. That, that happened with. But, and that's Speedway, right? Well, it, I was going to say, it's something happened. about circle track in general. Right, open wheels or not. Yeah. Right? Speedway, brakes, it doesn't matter. Dirt, it all adds up. Yeah. Hey, and then of course, Lisa responded with it. I guess your brother Randy uh, has gotten kicked out of the pits numerous times. So Rob, he's my brother. He, oh yeah, he Randy's traveled. brother. I'm sorry, you're Randy. I'm, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I apologize. So during the time I was 18 to 22, he went on the Grand National flat track circuit with a handful of guys. He was a mechanic, a flat track mechanic, and so that's one of the reasons why I didn't ride because he took off and went on the road. So I was kind of like, well, without my brother, you know, we did a lot of racing together. Mm-hmm. So about the time he was done with the Grand National stuff, I was starting Speedway back. And so, you know, he had a lot of years in. And Speedway is really hard to get into, even though I was around it my whole life. Like, the guys aren't helping you. Oh, wow. If you start doing well. Like, you know, you're starting to race three or four nights a week. It becomes, like, part of your life. I mean... So, at the beginning, I was having a tough go um, to turn into, like, we, what we call the pro class, Division One. So, I had to go through the ranks to get up into Division One, and they were just making it hard on me. <laughs> and he was kind of there, just had my back. And uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, he was probably just looking out for me, but it didn't really help me. It didn't really help me with the politics of Speedway. And so, eventually, when they... They asked him for his mechanics license, and I hired another mechanic. Things really started turning my way, bless his heart. But, uh, yeah, once my brother got kicked out and, uh, you know, I realized it's probably the better thing for me, then um, I continued on with my Speedway career without my brother. Okay. Well, so he's a big fan, though. That's you know, cool. He's, it's, he's cool. He, he was just looking out for little brother, and, and uh, I get it. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's all good. So we have a question from another listener on the live chat. And um, Jake Isaac wants to know, with the uniqueness of Speedway, have you ever thought about or have you ever thrown Ryder on a Speedway bike to expand his skill set? So, you know, we're doing, there's a local track about 10 miles from our house. It's a clay oval dirt track, car track. Beautiful facility. Um they're bringing Speedway there. So the last couple of weeks, they've done track test. And what they do is they bring these bikes, they build the track, 
Um, these tracks are out of clay, which is a little bit odd for Speedway, and they do test. So the last few weeks, that's where I rode. Last weekend, I did what we call a, a test. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I told Ryder each time, hey, man, grab your helmet, dude. He's like, why? I'm like, well, we're going to, a, you know, where motorcycles are. <laughs> it right. doesn't matter if it's a Speedway bike. It's motorcycles. It's two wheels, bro. Take your helmet. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And and uh, it's been like that since he was born because I told Lisa early on, and I think I told you this once before, Dark Side said, you know, I go, we can be one of five million and try to be the next Ricky Carmichael, or we can be one of 500 and try to be the, the next Bruce Pinhall. Yeah. And she's like, well, the 500 sounds a little easier to me. I'm like, all right. So originally we thought he was going to race flat track and speedway. But when we went to the flat track, he couldn't turn left. <laughs> okay. He could turn right. He could turn right. <laughs> like he can go the wrong way on a flat track. Yeah. But he could not turn left and go counterclockwise. All he wanted to do was go clockwise. And I looked at Lisa and I said, it looks like we're buying a motorcycle bike. <laughs> That's awesome. He has nothing to do with turning left. And yeah. even today he favors turning right and in well, that's funny because I have a son who's working on getting his. He's got his pro license. He's about to come out. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They're all making fun of me because I talk about my boy. But um, I try. I've been. I started racing dirt bikes. I mean, not uh, BMX this year just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. And I cannot get him to go to the BMX. And I'm like, you could learn maybe a something that'll pedal, help you man. on your. That's a lot of work. You, yeah, I said it's come out and just try it. it. You know what I mean? But yeah, he won't do it either. Well. I think Ryder has just been around Speedway so much and realizes how gnarly it really is, you know. For instance, like that test is on a clay track. And you know, in Speedway, you you know, there's no walking the track. There's no looking for a good rut. You just basically, it's like a sprint car. When you get off the gas, you're going to go into the wall. If you get off the gas, it hooks up. So at this test last week, and I don't have a bike anymore, I just, buddy of mine showed up and i had my steel shoe and my helmet i know you probably look at my instagram i didn't wear a suit people were giving me shit but um writer's like dad you just dropped the hammer and threw it down for four laps and never lifted and i'm like right he's like that's gnarly and i go yeah and i go he goes how do you do that and i go well there's only one way there's only one way yeah like even after the fourth lap and you're gonna lift off the throttle down the front straightaway which is all clay it's gnarly getting off the gas. That, you can that, believe that. Yeah, it freaks me out just thinking about it. So I, I'm kind of glad I never tried it because I'd probably have really gotten myself hurt. Um, <laughs> let's shift gears for a few minutes. Um, we talk about Ryder a lot, obviously. He is one of the elite amateur riders coming up. Uh, I, you know, I've talked to him about this a couple of different times. A, a lot of expectations, a lot of pressures for a kid that age. It seems like you and Lisa have a really cool program with him where, you know, I don't think you push him super hard. You're not like a crazy moto parent. It doesn't seem like talk about just as a parent, seeing your kid develop, go through these things, deal with the pressures, the money, all the expectations. Like it, it it can't be easy as a parent because I know you want to take care of him. And probably Lisa probably wants to baby him a little bit. I don't, but that's a lot. That's a lot going on for a kid his age. Well, you know, we never know if we're doing it right. Yeah. We really don't. It's trial and error. Try to keep the pressure off of him. But I'll tell you something about Ryder. Like, 
maybe at the races, not midweek practicing and training or on a normal basis, but those four or five majors a year, those nationals, Loretta's and Daytona and Freestone or whatever, it seems to me that he rises to the occasion when there's pressure. Mm. Um, Loretta's six for six on a super mini class. So awesome. I mean, and then he wasn't dominating the year before Loretta's. Like Benjamin Garib and Ryder, they probably went 60-40, and 60 was Garib. Yeah. And the kid was ripping. And, and, uh, and you know, Ryder would have to really pull it together to, to overtake him. And so when we got to Loretta's, you know, he clicks it up a gear. So I think the pressure is, is good. Um, he likes the competition. So I think that part's cool. Now, midweek and training and, and doing um, all of the normal things that those kids do at that level, um, we do it all from home. Yep. Uh, Ryder's got a gym that he goes to each morning at 9.30. He calls and goes to Jets maybe by 10.30 or 11 or just goes to the fields. We're not, we're not really on a program. Um, that's, that's, I mean, I talk about that through the super mini days up to where we are today. Um, now, with where he is today, then there's starting to be a little more pressure, a little more things going on, um, having to report back to Ryan Holiday with some with what we're doing now. Okay. Um, there's a little bit more going on. Like Holiday says, well, it all starts now, and that was after Loretta's. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe maybe junior cycles or super minis or, you know, that other level, and now it's 250B. So I, I just don't know if we're doing it right. I like to think that we are. I know we got a good guy, a good team like Ryan keeping us in check or, you know, making sure that we're doing all the things we're supposed to be doing, moving into what we call, like, the big boy class. Right. Um, but I don't really think Ryder needs to peak right now. So I don't know if we need to be at peak with everything else. I just don't know. Like I say, we don't know if we're doing it right or not. We want to obviously be peaking by Loretta's or definitely be peaking in his career 250A Loretta's. Yep. But so we're like, you know, we kind of like jump on the east side of the fence, you know, like maybe we should take it a little easy. Oh, he needs to get stronger, so we need to work out. Oh, we need to get this program, and we need to work with Ivan Tedesco, which which is great. That guy and Ryder are awesome, and and. And Ivan really keeps the pressure off, it seems like. I don't know how, but I just let him and Ryder do their deal at Loretta's, and not a lot was going on, and Ryder performed. And yep. I don't know, man. I really, it's a tough question to answer because I don't know if we're doing it right well, or all the things that we're putting into the puzzle are going to work. I love that answer because you're not like, no, this is what you need to do. We know everything, and you're going to do it our way. You're, I, I think your answer is perfect. Every parent worries whether they're doing the right thing in general with their kids. So I, and from the outside looking in, the few times that I have been around you guys, it just seems like it's just a loving family, and you're not, like, all in his face or – Whatever. I mean, the kids out, you know, at Freestone riding around on golf carts and just, you know, and having a good time and hanging out with Carson uh, or whatever. And, you know, and when Ikua was there, you know, it, it just seems to me like the right way. Like I, I was very enamored with your family right off the bat. So I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you for that. That, that means a lot because, like I say, we, we, we hope we're doing it right. We know we're working hard. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's no there's no slacking. Um, so it's tough, you know. Um, we went to the desert this weekend. We rode Speedway on Saturday, and then we went and did like a 45-mile loop on Sunday. And I'm like, dude, like, I wonder if this is what we should be doing, or should we be at the track pounding laps? This is our day we go to the track. Yeah, yeah. Now we're out on a single track riding through the snow, eating, you know, power bars out. You know, I'm like, is this what we should be doing? But ultimately, at the end of the day, when we're driving home and he's sleeping and slobbering on himself because he's so <laughs> wore out, I'm like, absolutely, that's the right thing. Yeah, you're killing it. I love it. Scotty, you got something? Yeah, you just, oh, yeah and, and, and and that's that's what's so crazy about this sport is it, not only do you have to figure out the training and the development and are, is he peaking too fast? Am I pushing him too hard? But then, you know, now there's a whole financial and business side of it. And he, like y'all have said, he's basically been a factory rider since he's five years old. Like, do you, do you kind of let him take on some of those business obligations and do the meetings with stuff? Or do you kind of have to step in and be a, a dad on that stuff or do you, cause you don't want him to just be 18 all of a sudden have no idea how to make a contract work. Wolves. Yeah. And just thrown in the wolves. How, how do you kind of approach the business side of it? Well, we're lucky enough to have a group that is steering us in the right direction. Now they don't take, they don't take the reins and control it, but they just kind of keep and, you know, let's just keep us in check. And that's the Kevin Harvick, um, group. Yep. Um, so a lot of that is handled with them, but, in the same token, J.H. is our day-to-day guy. That's, that's R.C.'s he, guy, too, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, okay. absolutely. He's awesome. And he's really shown the NASCAR guys. This, they just didn't quite understand the business side of the motocross. Yeah. To where we got J.H. and he's friends with Harvick and our manager, Josh Jones, at, at KHI. And they kind of filtered it in. And what, what J.H. has done is he has put Ryder on the phone, and he has closed deals with Ryder on the phone. And he has done things to where it's not the management group, excuse me, <laughs> it's not the group doing, uh, it's not the managers doing all the talking, where J.H., when he came in, he, he puts Ryder on conference call. And, um, and I appreciate that, because then Ryder understands that he's either talking to a rep or an owner of a company or whoever it might be, and it's not J.H. calling Ryder and saying, okay, I finished your deal. It's um, Ryder's been involved over maybe the last two years of things. Nice. He's been able to lock in with Ryder as a part of it. That, that's, that I think sense. that's really a good, a good plan, and that's important. I, I, I have heard Ryder's maturity uh, just with, like, us, you know, from the first time he did our show three years ago till uh, a few months ago after Loretta's and, like, He's he's so much better at that, and you know that's a big part of the sport. So, yeah, I think, man, I, like I just said, I think you guys are doing it the right way. It's it's really cool to see. <laughs> funny funny thing is, last time he was on your show, I think he just locks himself in the back room, and I don't even know where he's at. I'm like, where's <laughs> Like, oh, I don't know, you know, somewhere. And, and then he comes out, and I'm like, what's up? He's like, oh, I just did a podcast with Dark. I'm like, well, why don't you tell us? <laughs> he's that, like, oh, I'm good. Right, that's cool. Instead of looking at us across the kitchen table, I answer for him. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. yeah well, I, I appreciate the fact that we've built a little bit of a relationship with him, and I think I told him on the last show, just remember that when you're riding for Pro Circuit and Steve Mathis comes calling, <laughs> Darkside had your back first. Yeah, so. exactly. Absolutely. I think he definitely knows that. Yeah. yeah. 
TJ, go ahead. So we have a question from uh, Jake Isaac on the live chat. He says, you talked about having to report to Ryan Holiday. How is the relationship with Cowie changing as he goes from Super Mini to the 250B and um, moving forward? So, like I said, it's like, you know, now it's time to go to work. Um, I think Holiday has used that term. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was. it's not going to be much of a difference, I don't think, because we took the Super Mini as a serious as we will the 250B class. Um, but we, maybe it was the beginning of December, um, Holiday just wanted to see Ryder put on some strength some girth um and just kind of see where he's at you know he was able to do 25 minute motos on his super mini no problem or you know whatever the, the lap times are in loretta's and was and did pretty well without losing any time later in the race now the 250b or the 250 let's just say the 250 the bike um you know rider noticed at arizona open that you know he was fast for seven and a half laps eight laps but the 250b class now is going 15 or 20 plus one so when i'm when reporting back to holiday holiday just wants to see actually Ryder's going to go do an assessment on thursday and just see exactly where we are uh blood uh vo2 testing all the things that that all the guys are doing okay and that's what i mean by reporting back to holiday yeah. he just wants to see exactly where Ryder's at see his growth see where he's at before spring national see where he's at before loretta's and see where he's at after loretta's and um that's the reporting that i'm that i i i mean yeah um something about cowie they let us do it on our own we're not star yamaha that everybody's <laughs> together living together training together riding together um cowie allows you to do it on your own and um which is good because i don't think we would want Ryder living in L.A. at 15 years old no. without mom and dad overseeing everything. Nope, nope. Um, so the Cali thing works perfect. Uh, like I said, we do most of our training here in Bakersfield, uh, reporting back with maybe some lap times to Holiday. It's not real stringent or anything, but Holiday, everybody knows Ryan. Um, you never really know what he's thinking, so you just report. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? We got one more for you, Randy. Hey, just, just real quick. When um, I was talking to him about when we had Ryder on the show, I was talking to him about that that sand jump of the red is where he was like quadding oh, over. Oh, jeez, yeah. And, like that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen anybody on a super <laughs> mini. Like some of the pros weren't even doing that when they had the pro national there. Like when when you see him do something like that, like as a like as a parent, I'm sure you're proud, but at the same time, like what what goes through your head like when you see him do something like that? Okay, so it's funny because it was a moment in that week that I was like, wow, he's really feeling it. And I believe I was standing next to Ivan when he did it the first time, and I and I asked Ivan, I'm like, did you see that? And he's like, well, we talked about it. I go, well, how did you even see it? Because nobody else is doing it. He's like, well, and this is where Ivan comes in and keeps Ryder on that level that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. He's like, well, we just kind of seen the second roller, and it's like, what do you think? And Ryder's like, I don't know, I'll try it. And that was it. <laughs> and he did it. And uh, Akua was home, you know, dark side, you know, Akua. Yes. So he was at home, and he's like, hey, man. He, he called me, and he says, 
I know they check frame numbers there. You better get another frame checked because you're going to have to throw that frame away after the second moto. <laughs> so, you know, I think he blew up two wheels doing it. Oh, so geez. we replaced wheels on the third moto, I believe. But he felt that it was carrying so much speed into that right-hand roller <laughs> yep. that he could make up over a second from carrying that much speed into the sand. Jeez. Isn't that something? It, huh? It's pretty impressive, man. Uh, I I just look forward to his future and watching him for years to come, and I appreciate that. You know, back at Freestone, you let us come into the motorhome and interview the family, uh, and I, I look forward to hopefully a number of more years being involved with you guys as you guys grow. Oh, it's fun. I, it's, you know, it's all still, I mean, it's pretty serious. Don't yeah. Wrong, things like this tonight and talking to you last year at Freestone, that's what keeps it fun. So Absolutely. Keep us, yeah, keep us in mind if anything ever comes up. And if you guys ever want to go out and do some Speedway or Speedway ever comes your way, <laughs> hit me up. Maybe we'll I'll do be a it. Part of it. We'll do it. Randy, I, pr- I enjoy talking to you about Speedway and, and giving us a lesson and, and a little look into your your uh, career. It's really cool, but we appreciate your time, and we look forward to seeing you soon, man. All right, guys. Thank you. All I right, appreciate see you. it. See you, bud. All right. Have a good one. You Bye-bye. too. Thanks to Randy DeFrancisco for coming on. Uh, okay, we're going to roll right into our Blood Lubricants cross-reddit section. Let me, let's pause this just for a second to get Oscar on, and we'll we'll get right back into it. What's up? This is Zach Osborne. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right, we are back. We are, we've got a brand new Blood Lubricants cross-rutted section, uh, segment tonight. I want to let everybody know, obviously, we already talked about Blood Lubricants. Multiple different types of oil lines, whether you race Supercross, Motocross, cross-country, sprint cars, UTVs, it doesn't matter, diesel trucks. There is a Blood Lubricant oil for you. Use promo code MOTOX at bloodlubricants.com to support the show. Uh, I told you guys when we first started the segment, we were going to get some of the listener input, and we try to get some of you guys on. Tonight, man, we got, he's no, he said his nickname is Monkey Oscar. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Not a lot, man. I appreciate you listening, first of all, and getting involved. It's really cool. Uh, so, yeah. for some reason, you like our show? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> pretty interesting. All right. Do you ride? Uh, yeah, I ride a uh, YZ250F. And uh, currently about to get a 2021, actually. Oh, there you go. Right on. How long have you been riding, man? Uh, About 11 years since I was uh, 8, currently 19. Okay, and you said you were based out of Texas. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm located uh, right right in uh, Mesquite. Yep. I was actually chatting with him online just now about the uh, DeSoto BMX, which is about... 20 minutes from his house, probably, maybe less. Yeah, nice. about 20, 25 minutes. Dude, yeah. Oscar, we got to get together and hang out and go ride. Maybe at Dallas Supercross we'll get together. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm hoping to go to the first round if it's not sold out. Okay, cool. Well, all right, we're going to get into this particular uh, topic. And uh, what Oscar? here's Oscar's message. He said, uh, my dad asked if I would have dogs, and I said, yes, probably, inside the house, too. And he said he wouldn't come over as much if I had pets inside the house. <laughs> so he thought it'd be a good topic. And I'm down with this because I am not an animal lover. Never really wanted a pet. Don't really like pets. But my chick loves cats. We have three cats. That was a big, big compromise for me when we moved in together. But, Oscar, let's get your side first, man. Um, you, you said you like pets. What, I mean, yeah. what's, your dad, what's your dad's issue with them? Uh, my dad's just not really much of a, like, 
animal person inside. Like we've like also he's always had like bigger dogs. Okay. Like German shepherds, pit bulls, dogs like that. So a dog like that he wouldn't really want to have inside the house. Not only that, he doesn't like the fact that animals uh, shed a lot. Yep. And he hates having like hair everywhere. Dude, and the house I- like always super clean. So that's basically one of his bigger things. Okay. Yeah, your dad and I are your dad and I are on the exact same page. Like, I have long hair and it sheds everywhere, and even that grosses me out. So I'm constantly picking that up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm down with that. TJ, you put your hand up. You're yeah, I'm 100. percent You know something that just dawned on me? No idea. His, his I mean, I have a kid <laughs> that's that's his age. You're also older. I wonder if it's a generational thing because in my generation, growing up, I grew up in Houston, in the city where there was backyards. People had dogs in their backyards, but nobody let the dogs in the house. I don't remember. To you know be what I mean? And so I wonder if it's a generational thing because to me, I don't want some gross animal running around my house and jumping on my furniture. I, I've always had animals in the house. There's something wrong with time. you. So okay, so without being disrespectful to you. Scotty, I'll be disrespectful. Yeah, I'll, I mean, maybe well, I, or, okay. I, you know, I take it back. Well, I don't care if I'm disrespectful to you, but our other listeners, okay. <laughs> typically when you go in a house with somebody that has dogs, you can smell the animals. Oh, and like that, terrible. I don't, I don't dig that, okay, Oscar. So, That's not, I, does, what, are you, okay, Oscar, does your house to you smell like dogs or, or do you not notice it? Like, um, well, fun fact, I actually don't have any pets. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I live in apartments. Ah, yeah. But, um, but uh, I, we, whenever we did have a dog, even I could smell it, and that's something that always bothered me okay. personally. So I've always tried to keep um, our dogs clean and washed. Plus, anytime we had a dog, it would usually be a small dog with my mom. And so we always try and keep the dog cleaned and bathed so it wouldn't smell. But even whenever I do go to other people's house and they do have a dog, most of the time I do smell some type of like odor from the dog. Yeah. And, See, yeah, that does bother me a bit. And my, my stepdaughters are very much like my fiancé. They love animals. Like they want, they want another cat, and one wants a not uh, some kind of I can't remember yeah. rodent type thing, and and I'm like, no, no, they stink, and they're like, no, it's fine. Nothing, nothing but a dog or a cat for me. We have yeah. lizards, like, like yes. bearded uh, dragons. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that's fine. Yeah. Nope, nope. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't know, do because you can smell like they have like the shavings that they right. Do they have yeah. shavings in their? No, they have. No? I, okay, they, no, they don't. If they, you have a snake driving. in your house, I will not go into your house. Like seriously, but it has nothing to do with the smell. <laughs> well, TJ, just, let's. No, I, I guess we need a snake for the studio. Okay, Scotty. But but no. So um, my my sister, I live with my sister, and I have a. Why don't you be a man and get your own house? It's expensive, bro. <laughs> uh, I have, I have, uh, I have one. I have a, a black lab, and then she has our our dogs that we've inherited from my mother. Yeah. They're older, and then we have two cats. And the the hair is a problem, but sure. she, I, I pay extra, and she does most of the cleaning. So the we she does really good about keeping the couches vacuumed, and she also has one of like those. Scent humidifier box, you know the boxes okay. you see with the glow thing. But here's so you the, walk into my house finished, and it smells like that. It does not smell like dog. We wash them a lot. They go outside. We have a backyard. So I've lived. Like I've dog. lived with dogs in an apartment. Yeah. No. Okay. That is that smell. My, our house was disgusting. I could never bring a girl over. It was terrible. <laughs> like but, Betty girls coming over. Okay. But but I was living. I was living in Texas State at a party school. I was doing all right. All right. But. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, but now, but now it 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 does take a little extra work. Yeah. But I do love the dogs. The dog will sleep with me sometimes, and it's good for like if somebody's in 
as good as somebody's in the driveway or something, she lets me know. It's you know she would do that too if she were in the backyard. Hold on, hold on. Here's a question, and I asked this earlier, but I save it for the show. Most people, especially around here, it's pretty common that people don't wear their shoes in the house, right? You come in like where we live, like when we get on the carpet, you don't wear your shoes on the carpet, just on the hard floors or whatever. Fair enough, right? And you said the same way. But your dog can't take their shoes off, and I've seen some of the crap. Licks its own butt, and and it like walks in the grossest things ever, and then runs around your house and puts its feet on you, and like hey, licks licks its butt. I I, I, I wash I wash my sheets once a week. We sweep, but your but the dog's feet. So and, and then when she just comes in the house, I, I don't I'm let her. With TJ on when, when she do, when she comes into the house, I don't let her get on the bed. Okay, Oscar, any thoughts on any of this? Uh, yeah, uh, we actually don't. Whenever with my family, whenever we do have pets, we never let the dog on any of the furniture. Like we we, we usually had carpet. Yeah, we lived in apartments, so we never ha- we've never had the dogs on either the couch, not in the bed, and that's always a big no no for the dogs. So uh, you got a chick. Uh, currently, no. Okay, so if you let's say, all right, you like you, you kind of want an animal, though. You're saying, right? You you would mind you wouldn't mind getting one. Yeah, that's also a big uh, bring the chicks around too. You think? Oh, <laughs> it does. No, okay, well, that's, I was gonna say we haven't got there yet. I was gonna I was gonna say like if you're you say let's say you get a dog right and you you yeah. fall in love with this dog and it's your best friend, but then you meet the girl of your dreams and she doesn't like dogs. Maybe that's not the girl of your dreams at that point, but like, how do you pick? Uh, the dog was there before, and the dog will be there after. Ooh, okay, I like that wow. answer. I All like right. that answer. You, now, Scotty, you mentioned you were mentioning like sleeping in the bed and stuff. Like, the only in our house, the bedroom door, our bedroom door, stay shut. Like, there are no animals allowed in there. Hell, like, keep the kids out of there. Yeah, no, like, yeah, well, I'm not having well, the old, animals. Man. Huh? You're old, man. No, wow. I don't want. Well, I am, but I don't want animals. Yeah, on I know. My I, feel, bed. I know. I just a cheap shot. I'm sorry. No, it's it's true. It's so. absolutely true. You got anything else, TJ? No, I'm just saying. Like oh. they're just they're just terrible. Like the idea of having animals in the house. Now, I've had. Okay, we did have a small dog, and the dog was like allowed to come dogs. into the mo- the the mud room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like if it was raining yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Not in the house, but like the where like the mud room. Like that was one no. thing, but I'm sorry, dogs live outside. No, my, it's, my it's dog not. has a dog house that has a heater in it. Yeah, see, bed. I don't have all. I'm not doing all that. Right. Well, but I'm sorry. See, you okay, hate now your there dog. there is a difference. Now, to to me, my dog is a dog, and it's my dog, and like I love I love her, and she's you know she's happy to see me and all that stuff. Now, to my sister, my sister's a little extreme. She like those are her babies, and it she kind of like. It's a little much sometimes. Like she kind of takes it overboard. Oh, dude! So like that. Yeah, that I, sometimes I like, like the dog will cough. And be like we need to go to the vet. I'm like I'm not going to the vet to spend three hundred dollars for it to tell me that it just has a cough. And like like it like I'm not like she's that yeah, way. Yeah. So that's a little extreme. I'm kind of more of like it's a dog. Let it be a dog. It's not a baby. But we yeah, do keep it inside. That kind of bugs me. If, yeah. I, if I said what I really thought about taking dogs to the vet, we'd probably lose all our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I told you not to say that. But that would that. And, and this may upset people, but like when people carry their dog in like a bag, like no, it's a, or yeah. that's my child. Yeah, it's it, a little much. Because I don't have that feeling for animals, I can't mm, relate. It seems crazy, but I, 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 I guess I probably shouldn't say that. But then also the other thing that gets me is these people who love their dogs and they have their little stickers on the back of their window of their dog family and they drive down the road with their dog with the head sticking out the window. 
What happens when somebody pulls out in front of you and your dog goes flying out the damn window? Lita jumped out. My dog jumped like, out of the car one time. Or, or the people that have their truck, their dog in a flatbed truck in Texas on the back. Yeah, but farm dogs are different. But when, when you hit the brakes, <laughs> the sucker's going flying. That yeah, was, but those dogs, those dogs are trained. They that's profiling, TJ. They're, they're trained to hold on. Yeah, they, they know what's going on. You're that was idiot. that was profile. He just he, he profiled. Tell me you're on my side on that. Uh, I'm like right in the middle. Like I, I do, I don't even care where the dogs were. I do want them to be safe and all that. Yeah. But also, we don't like we wouldn't really take the dogs anywhere whenever we go anywhere. The dog just stays home and yeah, that's where it is. Now I will say, as much as I dislike animals, like if I see a dog that was hitting a road or whatever, I do feel bad. I'm not the type of guy that's like good for that animal. <laughs> so. I do have a little bit of a heart. I did one time. There was like a dead cat on the side of the road, and I put a sign next to it that said "Free Kitten." Oh my! That's, I hope he's, you're joking. And if he's you're not. Either he's way, not. Either way, he's I hope not joking. God, Amber doesn't listen to this because she. No, might. But I have. I love cats. Okay. She would probably tell you not to come back no, to the house. I love cats. I just don't want them in the house. Right. I'm down with you. All right, Oscar, man. Um, I think that was a good topic, dude. I I enjoyed that actually. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for having me on. Of course, and I appreciate you listening. Uh, hey, let me ask you this: have you have you ever entered any of our contests? Uh, actually, no, I haven't. I just listen most of the time when I'm at work, so I'm okay. too busy to enter in anything. Well, tell me why not, because I'm really curious as to why some of our listeners said, don't try to win free stuff. <laughs> Did you not listen to the man answer? That's why I don't win. No, this he is... said he listens at work, but some like this contest for the blood lubricants is going for three weeks. He forgets about it. He forgets about it. life, bro. Is that the reason? Just too busy? Uh, well, right now, actually, with the holidays, actually, I'm slacking. I'm I'm actually kind of behind on episodes. Yeah. I think I haven't, I haven't been able to tune in for like a week or two. Okay. So that's mean I haven't entered. Like, even today with the Zach Osborne, I mean, with the – um. Fly racing, uh, show y'all giveaway. I entered in that actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought I, th- I remember seeing your name at least in something. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, I've got you on, on your Instagram. Send me your address. I'll get you some shock socks out. Oh, really? All right. Thank you, man. Yeah, really absolutely. And, and hit us up if you make it to Dallas. Definitely get in contact with us, and we'll okay. meet up. Maybe we'll go get uh, some pizza or something. <laughs> All right, for sure, man. I let you know. All right, Oscar. Appreciate you, man. Take care. All right. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. You too. Dude, I like that. See, I want to have more listeners on like that. That's cool. Yep. That's something we've talked about doing, and we just got to get them more involved. I think and, that makes the segment more yeah. official. And uh, you're also pretty gross with your dogs all over the place. We are over two hours. <laughs> I'm hungry. So that's going to be a wrap for episode 184. want to thank Acherby's USA, X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Extreme Colors and Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Anything else from you guys? Nope. We're nope. um we're just making more. I guess I guess you are not going to have a show next week. No, we are doing a show next week. We, next week, yeah. okay. But the week after for Houston, for Houston. I just there's no. Oh, way. that's right. It's not next week. It's the yeah, week after. Yeah, yeah. So right. we'll talk. Right the race. First Houston. of all, the races on Tuesdays are the night of our show. So when when there's a Tuesday race, not in Texas, we'll do a show on Wednesday. I'll do the wrap-up show on Thursday. But next week, man, I'm going to be going back and forth between Houston a couple times, and I don't even know how I'm going to do the wrap-up. Are we are we still trying to do at least one live show at one of these Texas rounds? We talked about that before. We'll work on it for Dallas probably. Well, Dallas, I was going to say – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. He, you won't be at Houston at all. I won't be. I won't be, unfortunately. But something I was wanting to know if the listeners were interested in, like you and I talked about possibly like maybe doing – like us doing a watch party. You may not be able to do it or right. whatever – but at one of the rounds, that's a Tuesday night, and we can have 
commentary on the races while they're going on. You know, yeah, I mean, it that'd be kind of cool. You know, we could watch the race while we're. Well, we can't show it. We'll get in trouble. Yeah. But we could have it playing, and we well, can be ca- talking about us, it. Watching yeah. us watch Justin it. Jennings, the WPS rep. <laughs> Moto937 said, F yes. <laughs> Justin Jennings, the WPS rep that helps me with the wrap-up show sometimes, yep. and he's doing his own podcast, which I just did the other night, Yeah. Um, said that, like, it's Moto Spot yeah. podcast. He said that he he mentioned that, too, so maybe he wouldn't mind getting on and doing that. Maybe, like, we'll figure something out. Yep. We, yeah. Uh, that's not not a bad idea. We'll figure it out. Um, let's wrap this thing up once again. Thanks to Brandon Hartraft, Dave Feeney, Randy D. Francisco, and Oscar Monkey for coming on. That's right. Uh, that's it, guys. We're out. <laughs>